welcome to the Jack and Cam show. My name is Jack Gregory, and I am joined by my best friend and fantasy football guru, Cameron Kinsman. How you doing, buddy? I am caffeinated and ready to rumble. All right. Love to hear it. Well, we got a great show for you guys today. Uh, today, we're doing our free agency recap. We're going to go through all of the fantasy football relevant deals from this offseason's free agency. We are recording this on March 28th at 6.30 p.m. So if anything happens in the next couple of days, which feels inevitable given the past month, um, just know that is when we are recording. So those are the deals that we're going to talk about. So you ready to dive right in, Cam? Yeah, real quick before we dive in, is this the greatest NFL free agency that you've been a part of? I think it has to be, right? I mean, right? It's, pretty, it's, it's pretty insane to think about. Like, I remember every single day I'd be like, all right, finally, it's over. We're done. No more news. And then, boom, another one. Like, whoa. Yeah, that Shefty tweet alert goes out. You're like, oh, God. Rappaport is tweeting. Oh, no. What's happening? And it was just every day. Oh, my gosh. It's been so hard to follow, but it's been amazing. Mm-hmm. It's like NFL Part 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Yeah, it's been it's been super fun, great free agency, and just really really shaking the landscape of the league. I think it's always good when the league has that reset moment so that we can shake up a little bit of of the structure that we've seen for the past couple of years. And I really think that happened this offseason. Yeah, really, it's the uh, it's the it's the offseason drug that'll fuel me until we get to the NFL draft. You know, because yeah. otherwise I would just be I don't know bored out of my mind. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, I'm with you. So let's let's go ahead and dive into our free agency recap. The way we're gonna do this, we are gonna talk about all the fantasy relevant free agency signings. But just to simplify things a little bit, we are not addressing players who re-signed with their original team. So there was a lot of fantasy relevant players who re-signed, and just to simplify things so that the show doesn't go on for three hours, we're gonna only speak about players who have switched teams. So let's dive right in with some of the most notable signings of this free agency. So let's start with Miami running back, Miami Dolphins now running back, Chase Edmonds. He arrives in Miami signing a two-year deal worth $12.1 million with $6.1 million guaranteed. So it's a one-year $6 million with an added year at $6 million. Now, the way that we're going to structure this discussion we're going to talk about our grades, and that's based on the contract that was given. So this is more so for the actual NFL team. And then we're going to talk about that player's fantasy stock. So the first thing is going to be the contract grade and then the fantasy stock. So Cam, Chase Edmonds, what is your grade and stock adjustment here? My grade for the signing, <clears throat> just because of the position, the age, and the money invested in him, it was a C. Not bad, not awful. It's it's passable, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Nice 70, 72%, you know, 74, something like that. Hey, they say C's get degrees, right? I mean, it works for uh, works for me, so. <laughs> All right, yeah, I, I have the same grade. I have it as a C. I think he is around the 12th, 13th highest paid running back, which he has not been the 12th highest producing running back. But as we know, free agency, you are not able to pay market rate. All of these deals, at least for the majority are what we would consider overpay for production, but that's just how free agency works. So I'm with you. I think it's a C. It's a fine deal. Six million for a running back is not a crazy amount, 
but it's certainly more than I think he is worth at this current moment. So that being said, is his stock up, down, or unmoved? So for me, personally, I feel like with the addition of Raheem Mostert and the other running backs they have in Miami, I kept his stock as the same. I mean, he was pretty injured last year, but when he was in the game, he was primarily used as a third down running back. I don't see him being anything more than that this year, so I'm just going to keep him at the same ranking I have him. Okay, I gotcha. I'm going to say it's a slight stock up for me. I think, you know, you look at this new coaching staff, they're going to bring that San Francisco-style rushing attack to Miami. I think their offseason signings have kind of validated that. And so I think that there is an opportunity for a very efficient rushing game, which he wasn't really used a lot in Arizona last year. So I do think that there's a little bit more of an opportunity for Chase Edmonds here. So I'm going to say a slight stock up. All right, let's jump to our next one. So we're going to try and keep this pretty fast because there's a lot of deals to talk about. Jacksonville wide receiver, new Jacksonville wide receiver, Christian Kirk, who just blew up everyone's Twitter feed on the first day of free agency, signing a four-year, $72 million contract. Now, that's, that is somewhat deceiving. Only two years, $37 million of it is guaranteed. So uh, it's essentially a two-year deal, $37 million, But nonetheless, it's up to $72 million. And even for those two years, he's still being paid at one of the higher-end market deals. So what is your grade? for that deal so for me <clears throat> i really wanted to give this an f but i stopped just short of it i gave him a d minus the money to me for the production is just not not matching up however i didn't give them a, an f because it is jacksonville and they have to surround their young quarterback to relax of talent somehow so if no one else was interested in playing there how do you get people to go there you throw money at them so i understand the the thought behind trying to get a receiver. However, Christian Kirk is primarily used as a slot receiver at Arizona. So I don't know if I want to pay this much money for a slot receiver who doesn't really have the production to warrant this kind of contract. Yeah, I'm, I'm following you. I, I have this marked down, not quite that low. I have it out as a C minus instead of a D minus. And, and the main reason for this is I can see the thought process you know, you get a receiver who's got some juice. He's he's shown flashes and, you know, obviously he hasn't done it consistently, but the guys who do it consistently aren't available in free agency. So I get what they're going for. The, the money is obviously the root of the problem. It's way too much. But if you take a step back and you can find the information on Spotrack and you look at what's actually guaranteed and what the, how the deal is structured, it, the number can be a bit deceiving. You know, when we we saw Schefter tweet out, or Rappaport, whoever, whoever broke this one, four years, 72 million. I think everyone had the same reaction of what the hell are the Jaguars? Is this doing? the same Christian Kirk? Is there a different Christian Kirk is, that I don't know about? Is there is is Trent Baalke a Texas A&M grad? And he's, you know, got some sort of inside scoop we don't know about? Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was, definitely, it was definitely interesting when I first saw it. Yeah, but it's only 37 guaranteed, which is still a lot. Still way too much for Christian Kirk, but I can see it. It'll help Lawrence. It'll help that team. So I'm going to go C minus just because I do think it makes them a better team, but I don't, I still think it's a massive overpay. Now, that being said, from a fantasy perspective, stock up, stock down, or unchanged? I think it has to be stock up. I mean, money talks, as you've said, as everyone says. And if you throw that much money at a receiver, um, they had DJ Chark leaving free agency. There's rumors that Lavishka is on his Lavishka, Lavishka, Lavishka 
is on his way out. I don't know if those are true or not, considering that this is only his third year, and I think they spent a first-round pick on him. I don't know why they would ship him, but those are the rumors that are kind of circulating. So with their wide receiver room kind of up in arms, this is the man that they're paying to be there. So I have to imagine that he'll be who they focus on in their game plans, right? I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I think you got to, like you said, follow the money. If they're throwing that contract to him, it's there's going to be opportunities in that offense. And we really, I think, have to assume that offense is going to take a step forward. Uh, just to, to put it out there, LaVisco was an early second round pick, which is still, mm, mm. still a high value receiver. Mm. But um, it seems everything is pointing to them moving on from LaVisca. So um, don't love that. But I do like the fantasy stock of Christian Kirk. I think it's going up, like you said. So let's move to our first quarterback signing from this free agency class. And that is new Pittsburgh quarterback Mitchell Trubisky signs a two-year $14 million deal with one-year $5.3 million guaranteed. What is your grade for this deal? I think that based on the the position and the fact that they didn't have anyone else here, it has to be an A. It's relatively low money guaranteed. It's only for two years and even if they were interested in another quarterback, let's say in the NFL draft in about a month, that they could still keep Mitchell Trubisky as a kind of bridge quarterback. And then if halfway through the year they wanted to make that switch, you know, it's still insurance in case your quarterback gets injured. So I like it. It's it's pretty cheap. Mitchell Trubisky was relatively effective in Chicago for a couple of years and then relatively ineffective for another couple of years. But hey, it's Chicago. I mean... Everyone's probably ineffective in Chicago. So I, I like it. I give it an A. Yeah, I'm, I really like this deal. When they first announced it, they did not announce the dollars. They just announced that he was signing a deal with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I kind of thought they were it was the team that was not releasing the, the dollar amount, waiting for you know another deal to go through, probably the Teddy Bridgewater deal or something, so that they could kind of sneak it in. And, and I had assumed it was going to be in the $15 million a year range. And then it came out that it was two years, 14. And I t- I realized, oh, no, it was the agent who who didn't want that money being mm, out there immediately mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because that is ridiculously low. I mean, there are perennial backup quarterbacks making more than that. And he's going to come in and he's going to start. And that gives Pittsburgh flexibility where now they don't have to draft a quarterback, but they can. If they draft a quarterback, they only are guaranteeing $5 million to Mitchell Trubisky, which is you know practically nothing. That's less than the going backup rate. And so I really like this deal. I think it gives Pittsburgh flexibility. And I think, let's not forget, he has shown flashes. I'm not a Trubisky fan, but he did go to a Pro Bowl. He has got some talent. And if anyone can get that talent out of him, maybe it's Mike Tomlin. And what's the risk? It's no draft picks given up. It's not Garoppolo where you had to give something up or one of these trades. You gave up nothing. It's a cheap deal. I love this. I also give it an A. Now let's look at his fantasy stock. Is it stock up, down, or the same? I think it has to be up. I mean, he wasn't starting, and now he's starting. It's it's pretty simple. I don't think there's anything more to say about it. Yep, I'm with you there. So let's go ahead and just move right on. Let's go to our next wide receiver deal. The Los Angeles Rams sign wide receiver Allen Robinson to a three-year, $46.5 million deal with $30.7 guaranteed. So a two-year, $30 million guaranteed contract with a third year at 15. What do you grade this one at? I gave this one an A. I really like A-Rob. I've seen A-Rob produce with subpar quarterback play. We all remember Bortle Combat, Blake Bortles. 
Um, A Rob produced with him under under center. A Rob produced with several Chicago quarterbacks under center, including Mitchell Trubisky. Um, and I think that he kind of fills a role they needed to fill. Uh, A Rob is that classic outside receiver, that big body, whereas Cooper Cup will primarily work from the slot, or at least they like to move him all around. But he does operate off the slot a lot. I think that this was a kind of a position of need for them. So I'm going to give it an A. And I know the money is a little bit uh, higher, but consider what Christian Kirk got. I'm willing to willing to give it an A here. Yeah, I, I think I get where you're coming from. I gave it a B here. I think it is a lot of money. $15 million a year is in the medium to high range. Obviously, less than Christian Kirk. But as NFL agents have said, uh, take whatever Jacksonville gives you and divide it by two, and that's what we'll give you. There you um, go. But, you know, I, I do think it, it's a good deal. A B is a good's grade. I just don't think it's an amazing deal because I, I do think that he is a bit redundant in terms of the area of the field where he operates with Cooper Cup. I think Cooper Cup operates in, in the underneath routes, the short routes, the possession-based routes, whereas I think Allen Robinson also oper- operates in those possession-based routes. So I, I think... I would have gone personally for a DJ Chark or somebody who can exploit the space that Cup opens up. But that, nonetheless, he's an extremely talented receiver. And who knows, maybe Sean McVay will be able to adapt his game to become that type of receiver. I mean, Sean McVay is an offensive mastermind. If he wanted Allen Robinson, I'm sure they have a great plan for him. So that will segue right into the fantasy stock. How is Allen Robinson's fantasy stock looking right now? So I, I put this, I, I kind of broke the rules or twisted the rules i didn't just put up i put mega up so super super duper up uh i think that a this is if you're competing this is probably the time to like you know hold on to a rob or if you're not competing maybe a good time to sell a rob i think that like preseason right before all the hype dies down about the signing um definitely want to hold on to him he's going to be paired with matthew stafford he's going to have a lot of probably less coverage rolled towards him because of Cooper Cup. I think that his fantasy stock has probably never been higher, in my opinion. Yeah, I think stock definitely up. He's in a better offense, much, much better quarterback, much, much better coaching. I think he he really suffered in Chicago this past year, and people are sleeping on how talented he is. So let's really hope that he can have that comeback, and I am total agreement. Stock is very high right now. So speaking of high stock right now let's talk about the next receiver the kansas city chiefs sign wide receiver juju smith schuster for and i i legitimately had to do a double take when i saw this contract one million or sorry one year three million dollars for juju smith schuster one year three million dollars that's 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 pennies what grade do you give that deal Uh, i gave it the same grade that not just to play spoilers that you gave it. I gave it an A plus just because I mean that's dirt cheap. You can't can't get any cheaper than that in this day and age for wide receivers. And as much as we I think kind of look over Juju for his subpar stats over the last couple of years, and you know probably the TikTok dances too. He did put up fourteen hundred yards in his second year in the league. I mean age adjusted stats. That's that's still really good. I mean that's why everyone's still you know, takes them in the mid to late rounds and in uh, startup drafts just because like of that one year of production and he's still pretty young. So I give it an A plus just because a, they traded Tyreek. They clearly need receivers now and it was dirt cheap. 
Yeah, I don't see any other grade you can give this. It's it's no one that has put up the numbers that he's put up has ever been paid this low in terms of you know a percentage of the of the salary cap. It's it's a it's a prove it deal. It's a hundred percent a prove it deal. It's a nothing contract. I, I honestly think this is the best contract given out in the entirety of the off season to a, a fantasy relevant player. I love it. I think it's great for the Chiefs. I think he can really offer something there, and Kelsey can kind of operate obviously a very different play style but in that similar way to antonio brown and open up the field for juju like it it was open when he succeeded early on in his pittsburgh career i really hope that there's a you know revitalization of that career and if not it's three million dollars one year they can move on next year and have nothing tied to it so love this deal for casey um let's talk about his fantasy stock what's his fantasy stock looking like I think before the Tyree Kill trade, it was up, but it was still a slight tick up for me just because like, I don't usually want any part of the wide receiver two on the Chiefs just because they move so many players around into that third spot, it feels like, every game. But with the absence of Tyree Kill, it's kind of up for grabs uh, who that next target behind Travis Kelsey is going to be. So it's got to be super, super up. It's got to be way up. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, especially like you said, with the Tyree kill deal, it's as of this current recording, he is probably the number one, right? I mean, we'll get to another receiver Casey signed, but uh, I mean, given past production, he at least has an opportunity to be number one receiver, number two receiver behind Kelsey, but number one wide receiver. Yeah. So, love this. I think, him. I think it's possible that with some of the picks they got, maybe they take a receiver in the first round or maybe the second round. I mean, it's a one-year deal, so we'll see what happens. But for now, I think that it's it's definitely really up. Yep, absolutely. So let's get to our next deal. Another quarterback uh, for the Atlanta Falcons, Marcus Mariota, signs a two-year deal for $18.8 million, only 6.8 of that guaranteed. So, you know, numbers-wise, looks very similar to the Mitch Trubisky. A little bit more money, but not much. Um, he steps in after the Matt Ryan trade to presumably – be the starter so what are you thinking on Mar marcus mariota it's got to be an a i mean the mitchell trubisky deal is not a lot of money so i think maybe that would skew some people's opinion of the money here but really it's not that much more it's still really cheap for a starting quarterback again same deal if they want to either wait a year to take a quarterback let's say they punt on this year's quarterback class it's a bridge bridge quarterback situation if they do take a quarterback this year so i think that all you know it's good for marcus mariota it's good for the falcons i think that all around good deal yep 100 agreement uh same same exact thing as i was saying for the mitch trubisky deal it's a great bridge quarterback he can come in help you produce uh they probably won't win a lot of games they have a terrible roster but this is a good contract and it gives them flexibility again that flexibility to where they don't have to draft someone at a they can wait or they can draft someone and let them sit you know a malik willis type who needs needs to develop before being thrown into the speed of the nfl game so love this for them i also give it an a let's talk about his fantasy stock up down or same it's the same as mitchell trubisky if you had him on your your dynasty squad i mean it's it's you had a guy who you couldn't put into your lineup and now you have a guy who you can probably put into your lineup either as your quarterback two or have him on your bench as your quarterback three or you could look to trade him whereas before his value was pretty low so i it's got to be up yep absolutely all right i am also up on that one 
same exact argument. So let's move on to our last free agency signing in this segment. And then we're going to do a quick lightning round and some of the other free agency signings. That lightning round. Less money, less, less fantasy relevant. But last one that we want to camp out on for a bit. Kansas City Chiefs sign wide receiver Marquez Valdez-Scantling for a three years, $30 million contract. Now, only 18 of that is guaranteed. So, again, it's that eight, a two-year $18 million with an added $12 million a year. So, what do you grade the MVS signing for KC? Uh, I give this one a, a C plus, but the more I think about it, I'm kind of leaning towards a B. I'll give it like a 79.5 right below Ooh. Right below a B. Uh, I'm just, I, I'm confused still how Juju got 3 million and they paid MVS like this much money. Like, I, 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 I just, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I, like contracts don't make sense to me. How does MVS get, get this and Juju Smith Schuster gets $3 million? Can you explain it to me? Like, I, I just don't understand. MVS has juice. Okay. I mean, sure. Uh, I think that pre, Tyreek kill trade i wouldn't love this signing but obviously that trade happened so i'm gonna go i'm still gonna go c plus i don't love mvs but it's a position of need for them right now so i'm gonna give it a, a 79.5 all right yeah let's uh it's important to note this was a deal done after the tyree kill trade so almost directly related to that where they were looking for that deep ball threat so i gave it a b uh the money's a little more than i think he's probably worth but you look at a couple of these other contracts and you know i think that's the going rate you go back to you mentioned the juju deal i don't know what happened with the juju deal that seems ridiculous that he gets three million and mvs gets 30 but taking mvs and comparing it to the rest of the receiver contracts this year i actually think it's an okay deal and he offers something that they don't currently have on the roster he's a big body speedster and i think that mahomes can really maximize his skill set so it might be worth that extra overpay but in terms of guaranteed money it's really only two years 18 so nine million guaranteed a year is not a lot for this current receiver market so i like it i think this question kind of answers itself how is his stock looking it's got to be a slight tick up for me i mean just because of the possible opportunities you could see i mean we just don't know how that receiver room is going to shape up right now so for now i'm going to go slight tick up i'm going to go a little bit more more strong i think it's it's very up um you know we talked about earlier with the christian kirk deal follow the money and if we practice what we preach i mean mbs is getting paid the most in kansas city in that receiving room so oh my i don't know if that necessarily That's crazy. translates That's to think about wide receiver one numbers you know you and i both talked about we think juju has a lot of talent and so um, but if you follow that money, MVS is wide receiver one in KC, and that is an extremely value posi- valuable position to be in. So just the fact that he has that opportunity, whereas in Green Bay, before all of this free agency offseason, you know, went the way it did, he he really was not getting a big opportunity with with Devontae Adams there. So I'm gonna say it's a stock up, and I'm a little bullish on MVS heading into this year. All right, so those are the biggest free agency signings of the offseason in terms of free agency deals that were not re-signings. So we're going to do a quick lightning round, and all, all we're going to do here is just list the deal. And Cam, you're just going to give me your grade, your stock, and one sentence as to why. So real quick, just grade stock, one sentence. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Lightning round. 
Lightning round. Let's get it. Miami Dolphins sign receiver Cedric Wilson for a three years, $22 million deal with 12.8 guaranteed. Uh, C minus. They traded for Tyree Kill. They already have a lot of receivers in that receiver room. I say stock down. I don't see how he gets opportunity in that room. Yeah, I went for a B here and stock down as well. Um, I gave it a B before the Tyreek deal. The contract made sense. It's a good deal, but not a lot of opportunity right there. So stock is down. Jacksonville Jaguars signed tight end Evan Ingram to a one-year $9 million deal. What do you got? Uh, I gave it C-. minus. Seems expensive for Evan Ingram. Only had one year of real production. Other tight ends are going for cheaper. However, I'm going to put stock up. I don't know who else they're going to throw the ball to besides Christian Kirk. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to say it's a C. I agree. A little bit expensive for my taste, especially as we get into some of the other tight end. And my stock, I have it as the same. I think he operates in the same area of the field as Christian Kirk. He does not operate in line. He usually splits out in the slot. Don't love it. Don't like the fit. Think it was a bad signing. But, I mean, let's see what he got. New York Jets signed tight end CJ Uzama. Three years, $24 million with 15 of that guaranteed. What do you got? Again, a lot of money for a tight end who is playing with a really good quarterback. Gave it a C. I think it's stocked down. You're going from Joe Burrow to Zach Wilson, and everything the Jets touches dies, so stock down. I went with also a C. It's a, it's a nothing burger. I mean, it's fine. $8 million a year is fine. He's a good blocking tight end. I think he's actually got a, a very well-rounded skill set but yeah i'm gonna say his stock is the same you know he wasn't the Bengals didn't really use the tight end slot he was mostly used to block uh not block enough but he was used to block um so i think i don't know what he'll end up being let's see it play out i'm gonna say it's the same right now jacksonville jaguars signed wide receiver zay jones for three years 24 million dollars 14 of that guaranteed uh i gotta give this one a big old fat F for failure, if that wasn't obvious. Um, I don't know what Zay Jones has done to warrant this contract. However, they're paying him, so it's got to be stuck up, unfortunately. Yeah, grade F. Only F of the day, only F of the year. It's a terrible contract. I don't understand it. You let DJ Shark walk for $10 million, which we'll get to in a second, but and you paid Zay Jones three years, 24. Makes no damn sense. Absolute F, terrible deal. Trent Baalke, you should be fired. But his stock is up because they're paying him $8 million a year to do something. All right. Miami Dolphins signed QB, Teddy Bridgewater, one year, $6.5 million. Uh, it's got to be A. That's pretty cheap. They need a backup. Uh, Tua is forever going to be hurt. Uh, he always is. Um, and I'm not a Tua truther either. Uh, however, he's currently not starting, so it's got to be... Uh, stock down because he's going from starting to being a backup yep it's an absolutely good deal six and a half for a backup is not a lot i think he has a similar skill set to tua so he can both slot into the offense very easily if tua goes down or he can also mentor tua and help him to grow in the league i like the deal like you mentioned he is no longer a starting quarterback stock is down all right detroit lions signed wide receiver dj shark for a one-year 10 million dollar contract uh, I gave it a B. It's relatively cheap. It's one year. Uh, I'm going to put stock as the same. I think that uh, in Detroit, they have other receiving options. You know, they got Amon Ra. They got TJ. They got Swifty. They got some other players, too. We don't know what they're going to do in the draft. But they gave him a one-year $10 million prove-it deal. So I'm just going to kind of keep it the same. 
I went with B plus. I really like DJ Chark. I think he's got a really unique and good skill set as that big body deep threat. I think uh, I, I said stock is up. I, I like this landing spot. I think it's a position that they don't have on the roster right now. And we have seen Jared Goff's ability to produce fantasy relevant receivers. Uh, he's not great on the field. I wouldn't want him as my team starting quarterback, but I think it's stock up for me. Tampa Bay Buccaneers signed wide receiver Russell Gage. Three years, $30 million, $20 million guaranteed. What do you got? I'm a big Gage guy. He was my breakout candidate last year. Obviously, he was injured. I gave it a B plus. I think that it's the going rate for receivers. He's still relatively young. Playing with Tom Brady for another year. Chris Godwin should be injured for at least a couple games at the start of the year. Uh, I gave it stock up. I mean, you're playing with the GOAT. It's got to be stock up. I went with a B. Uh, fine contract. Going rate, like you said, nothing special. I think he's a good receiver. I went with stock down, uh, opposite as you. I think he was wide receiver one in Atlanta last year. Now he's buried on the depth chart, but it's going to be great to win that ring if they get there because, let's be honest, that team is stacked. But mm, fantasy, stock, fantasy stock's down for me. He's now wide receiver three, whereas he was wide receiver one last year. New York Giants signed quarterback Tyrod Taylor to a two-year, $11 million deal with five and a half guaranteed. Uh, I gave it a B plus. I mean, I think the Giants quarterback room is constantly going to be controversial this year. He kind of has a similar skill set to Daniel Jones. It's relatively cheap. Uh, he was a backup last year. He's a backup this year, so his stock is the same. Yeah, I'm going to go with a B. It's a fine deal. Good money, cheap deal, and stock is the same. Same area, uh, same backup, same role. Buffalo Bills signed tight end OJ Howard to a one-year, $3.5 million deal. What do you got here? I gave it a B-plus, just short of an A. It's relatively cheap. They got Dawson Knox already, though. However, OJ Howard is an extreme athletic talent. He's just always hurt. He was a first-round pick. So for now, until we see how they use him, it's got to be stock the same for me. Yeah, I, I went with an A. I like this deal a lot. It's very cheap. It's a tight end that offers a unique skill set and i think dawson knox is not a proven player but at the same time now they can go in two tight end sets and have two guys that are a threat uh but that being said his stock is about the same because we don't know how this tight end room will play out like you said chicago bears signed wide receiver byron pringle for a one-year six million dollar deal what do you got here I give it a C plus. I don't really understand the signing besides the fact that they need a wide receiver. However, he kind of does the same thing that Darnell Mooney does. I think that he was just kind of on the cheap and you know was willing to play there. I I put it the same. I mean, he's he's going from uh, an extremely potent offense in Kansas City to Chicago. However, he might get more of an opportunity, so I put it the same. I put it as a B. Uh, I like the deal. It's fine. It's you know cheap. Not. A lot of years, one year, six million. They got to use their salary cup somewhere. And I have his fantasy stock is up. You know, I think he went from being buried on the depth chart behind Tyreek Hill, Miko Hardman as the speedster on KC to now he probably gets a lot of starting reps. And I think Justin Fields' biggest strength is pushing the ball down the field. So I think there will be opportunities for him as a deep threat. New York Jets signed tight end Tyler Conklin for a three year, $21 million deal. 10 million of which is guaranteed. So what do you got for this one? I gave it a C plus. Uh, again, they, this is the second tight end that jets have signed this offseason. I mean, they probably have plans individually for them. You know, maybe they want to use one as more of a blocker and one as more of a receiver. However, they spent a lot of money on tight ends this offseason. They signed another one in addition to him. So I gave him stock down. I just don't see 
uh, a big role for Tyler Conklin this year. And Minnesota used him, you know, he was basically the third wide receiver on that offense last year. So I'm, I'm going to go stock down. I don't trust the Jets. Sure. I, I'm with you. I gave it a B minus, so not quite as harsh, but I do think it's a little bit too much money for a tight end of Tyler Conklin's skill set. Uh, like we, we said at the top of this segment, CJ Uzama just signed at the Jets. Also, both three-year deals, so they must have a plan on how they want to use them. I mean, it's uh, possible. You know, Robert Sala coming from that San Francisco, two tight end sets are pretty prevalent in a heavy rushing game. So B minus, it's fine. Uh, fantasy stock, I'm going to say same because I don't know how this tight end room is going to play out until I see it. So we'll, let's see how it plays out. Tennessee signs tight end Austin Hooper for a one-year $6 million deal. What do you got here? I put it as a B. I think I'm just more down on tight ends than you. Uh, I put it as a B. I mean, the money's fine. Uh, I, I don't know if they needed to make this signing. It does make their squad better. I just don't think it makes it that much better. I put it as the same. I gave this one an A. I like the signing. I think he fits with that offense very well. He offers something they don't have. And $6 million one year is not a big contract. So easily move on if it doesn't work out um i say his stock is up uh just because there's opportunities in that tennessee offense and he wasn't really doing anything in cleveland so stock is up for me cincinnati signs tight end hayden hurst for a one-year three and a half million dollar deal what do you got here i originally gave this a b plus i think i'm gonna give this an a this is a really cheap tight end deal hayden hurst is a good tight end talent and he primarily operates as a receiving threat. And Cincinnati, you know, has Joe Burrow. And I trust Joe Burrow, so I'm going to give him stock up. Yeah, I. this is my second A-plus and the second of two. So one of two A-pluses. I think one year, $33.5 is a great deal. You know, looking, I think Hayden Hurst is better than every other tight end that was a free agent. So um, at least that's my opinion. And so love this deal. He's a really good blocking tight end, which Cincinnati desperately needed. So... Uh, I'm going to say A plus and stock is up because he's playing with Joe Burrow now. All right. Los Angeles Chargers signed tight end Gerald Everett on a two year, $12 million deal. Only one year of that is guaranteed for 6 million though. What do you got here? I gave this a B minus. I'm not a huge Gerald Everett guy. And I also thought maybe Donald Parham would have the opportunity to break out this year. However, he did have a pretty bad injury last year. That was kind of scary. I understand wanting to add a veteran presence to your tight end room. The money's fine. It just doesn't move the needle for me. I put him as the same. You're going from Russell Wilson to Justin Herbert. So I think that it's probably the same. Yep. I'm with you there. I gave it a B. I think it's a fine deal. They needed someone to replace Jared Cook. Gerald Everett's fine. Uh, same stock. I, I think not much is different going from Wilson to Herbert and that offense. Buffalo Bills signed wide receiver Jamison Crowder for a one-year $2 million deal. What do you got here? I I mean, I'm a big Jamison Crowder guy. I gave us a B plus. This is super cheap for a savvy veteran slot receiver. I think that he could see, you know, the targets that Cole Beasley left last year. So I'm going to get him stock up. You know, if, if you're playing with a top five quarterback, I think that you, you got to put stock up. Yeah, I, I gave this deal a B. Um, just I'm a little apprehensive about his injury history and his age, but if this works out, this could be one of the best deals given out, especially since they cut um, Cole Beasley. He can fill that role if he can stay healthy. So stock is up for me. Better quarterback, better offense, and there is a role for him there should he be able to take it. All right, the Cleveland Browns signed quarterback Jacoby Brissett on a one-year $5 million deal. What do you got here? 
I originally gave this a B plus. I'm going to move this up to an A again. I mean, I, I think their quarterback room is uh, it's it's something to say the least. You got Baker, you got Deshaun and you got Jacoby and Baker does not want to play there. Deshaun might not be able to play there. So they needed someone. Jacoby is a very capable backup. We've seen him start several times. And I think it's a relatively cheap deal. I'm going to give it an A. I'm going to give him stock up with a question mark because it all depends on if he is playing or not. And my personal opinion is that Deshaun will probably get a suspension. So I'm going to give him stock up. But if that is not the case, I'm going to put him at stock the same. Yeah, I gave it a B. Um, It's a good contract. It's a cheap deal for a, a decent quarterback. Um, stock is up because like you mentioned, Deshaun could be suspended and Baker is not playing in Cleveland anymore. He's not traded as of this recording, but I think it's pretty evident. He will not be playing on the Cleveland Browns this year. Even should he not be able to be traded, they'll probably end up cutting him. So I give it a B. I think his stock is up last, last player in the lightning round. We have Philadelphia Eagles sign wide receiver, Zach Pascal or Pascal. Not exactly sure how you pronounce it. One year, one and a half million dollar deal. What do you think here? I gave this a B. <clears throat> it's extremely cheap. However, Zach Pascal does not move the needle for my receiver room if I was Philadelphia. However, it's so cheap. I, I don't see why you don't add him. So I'll give it a B. I'm going to keep the stock the same. I gave this one an A and one specific reason. Uh, looking at some of the PFF grades, Zach Pascal is one of the best blocking receivers and I think they have a very rush, running heavy offense. I think he's a perfect fit there. It's a super cheap deal. I give this one an A. Uh, fantasy stock, though, is the same. He will not be used heavily in the pass attack. So don't think that it's going to make a huge difference in his fantasy value here. So that is the last of our free agency signings. So And the we- last of the lightning round. The lightning round. So what we're going to do now is we're going to flip and go to some of the trades that have happened. As we mentioned at the top, this has been the just most ridiculous year in terms of trades. So we want to talk about it and give out some grades and talk about fantasy stock. So let's dive right in. We're going to start with a trade that we're actually not going to talk too much about because, well, I think there's everyone knows why. Uh, the Browns traded with the Houston Texans. The Browns received quarterback Deshaun Watson and a 2024 sixth rounder. The Houston Texans receive a 2022 first rounder at pick 13, a 2022 fourth rounder at pick 107, 2023 first, a 2023 third, a 2024 first, and a 2024 fourth. Now, we are not paid analysts. I have no obligation to talk about Deshaun Watson. So, Cam, let's keep this in 30 seconds. <laughs> I just I genuinely ha- don't want to talk about it. I mean, it's so. a, I, all right. I, all right. So I gave this trade a B just because, I mean, we all know Deshaun Watson is extremely talented. It's just like we as an organization, I don't know if this is the kind of move you want to make and and tell your fans that you're making um, from a purely football perspective. I will give it a B just because I don't know what's going to happen legally with Deshaun Watson. Yep. Uh, from the Houston perspective, I give it an A plus. I think they got an absolute haul for someone that had a no trade clause. You especially look at the Russell Wilson deal, but it was similar where he also had a no trade clause and they were able to get more value for Deshaun Watson with the looming legal battles and with the new contract he signed for just a ridiculous amount of money. 
which is a whole different type of disgusting. But yeah, well, Houston. We don't, we don't want to talk about that. Yeah, Houston perspective A plus. Cleveland perspective, I give it an F because I can, and I think it's gross. They <laughs> alienated their fr- their fans, and I mean it's true. You know, the ultimate job of a football ownership is not to win games, but it's to provide a product, and that product is a team for fans to root for. And I truly feel awful for Cleveland fans who didn't want this because I can't imagine what would happen if my team traded for him and I wasn't able to yeah. feel good about rooting for my team. So. As I've told as I've told Jack before, Jack has asked me what I would do if the Vikings had traded for him. And I've been a Vikings fan for my entire life. It's not, you know, it's more of a relationship than a, a fandom at that point. You can't just break up with someone because of wrong, one bad decision like that. So I think that for Cleveland fans, just kind of got to write it out and hopefully... You know, you guys win a championship because of this. Because if not, it looks really bad. Yeah, I mean, I I hope you win nothing. So that's oh, well, fair enough. I think for real quick, I think for fantasy, it's it's stock up question mark. I think that if you are a Deshaun Watson owner and you are Jack and you don't want any part of Deshaun, this is the time to sell. Like literally right now, before he gets his suspension, possibly. Yep, I agree. I think if if you have him in a dynasty league, now is the best time to sell. His value is very high from a fantasy perspective. So. Just wanted to to talk about that in the sense that it happened, but we don't. We rip, you ripped the bandit off. It's over. It's it's done. You did it. You, now you we did can it, get Jack. to the deals that we can dive right into and feel good about talking. There about. you go. There you go. The Russell Wilson trade. The Denver Broncos trade quarterback Russell Wilson. Or sorry, the Denver Broncos receive from the Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson, and they receive a 2022 fourth round pick. That is pick 116. The Seahawks receive from the Broncos quarterback Drew Locke, tight end Noah Fant, defensive lineman Shelby Harris, pick number nine in the 2022 draft, uh, second rounder pick number 40 in the 2022 draft, uh, pick 152, a fifth rounder in the 2022 draft, and then a 2023 first and 2023 second. So first, let's talk about this from the Denver perspective. What grade do you give Denver? I give Denver an A. I mean, we've talked for a long time. And I mean, not just us. Everyone has talked about for a long time. Man, if only the Broncos had a quarterback. And now they have one. They have, in my opinion, a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, possibly arguably top five. He's won a championship. He's been to multiple championships. He's an extremely uh, good face of your franchise, very respected player. Um, And he'll finally get the opportunity to cook, I think, with Nathaniel Hackett as their head coach. So they got a lot of weapons. They got a good defense. You know, I think it's wheels up for the Broncos. A plus. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, A, A, A plus. It's an amazing deal. The price they paid for an elite, elite quarterback who's not that old is not a lot. Um, I think it's a great deal for Denver. I think they have a lot of flexibility to move forward now that they've got the quarterback position figured out. They've got a really good defense. They've got great receivers, uh, a, a competent offensive line. I really, really like this deal for the Denver Broncos. I think Broncos fans have reacted extremely positively. This seems like a really good deal for the Broncos. So let's look at it from the Seahawks perspective. You know, receiving Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, two firsts, two seconds, and a fifth. That's a haul. What are you feeling Would you would grade the Seattle Seahawks? Um, we talked about this before the show. If you give one team an A, like, doesn't the other team's grade reflect that? And I think here it does, but maybe to a lesser degree. I think that under their, with the situation that the Seahawks organization was in, I think that Russ didn't want to be there anymore. And I think that 
people are starting to realize that. So I'm going to give it a C. Obviously, you know, three firsts would be nice, but sometimes it's just unattainable. You got Drew Lock. They claim to believe in Drew Lock, but Drew Lock does not move the needle for me. Noah Fant does not move the needle for me. Shelby Harris does not move the needle for me. So two firsts and two seconds is not bad. However, you are losing a generational talent at quarterback, someone who's been a really good face of your franchise. So I think it hurts a lot more just you know, from a value perspective than you can put on paper. So I'm going to give him a C. Yeah, I actually have the same grade exactly. I have a C because, like you said, you would like to have gotten a larger package if you had to get rid of Wilson, which it seemed like that divorce was coming for a while. You know, there were rumors last year that they were going to trade him away, and those didn't go anywhere throughout the year and heading into this offseason. The package they got was fine. Um, I understand the value proposition that that because that comes because he has a no trade clause. You know, you can't hold out for a ridiculous trade package when the entire league knows you need to trade him and yet he gets to dictate where he wants to go. So, I think what they got was fine and, you know, in my eyes fine equates to a C. So, I think it's a good it's a good package. I'm curious to see how they use it cuz Pete Carroll does not strike me as the type of coach who wants to rebuild. He seems like the retooling kind of coach but he keeps telling the media and the fans that they believe in drew lock and i don't see drew you lock know at least winning. someone does I'm, I'm i'm glad for drew you know what drew came out the real winner in all of this someone believes in him i i really hope that he ends up coming good i don't think he will i think he's trash, <laughs> but you know from what i've read he's you know what like he's, nice be- guy. he's better than me okay he's better than me better, much better than me for sure so i'm gonna give it a c for the seahawks but let's look at the fantasy stock, and we'll go player by player. So let's start with Russell Wilson. Fantasy stock for you, Cam. For me, it's up. I mean, I think last year for Russell Wilson, obviously he was hurt part of the time, but they it seemed to me like they changed offensive philosophies about halfway through the season, which they seem to do every single year. It's, it's extremely odd how halfway through the year, Russell Wilson is an MVP candidate, and in the back half of the year, he's not. And then they're running the ball more. It's kind of crazy that it happens in and out. It seems like Nathaniel Hackett, who was the passing game coordinator for the Packers last year. Obviously, that's Aaron Rodgers. Um, so, I mean, I don't know how much credit you can give him, but I'm going to give him enough credit here that he will figure out a way to work with Russell Wilson, develop a good relationship with him. I think they got uh, very good weapons in, um, in Denver, and I think he has a much better offensive line. So i got to go stock up for him. Yeah, I, I'm... I feel like his stock the same. I don't think his stock has changed. In my eyes, he was an elite quarterback before, and now he's an elite quarterback. So not much has changed. You know, he's not in that conversation of the Josh Allens, the Justin Herberts, uh, the Patrick Mahomes, and he wasn't before. And I don't think that he's dropped in any way. So I just feel like his his fantasy stock is about the same. I get where you're coming from, but I just don't see a higher ceiling for the offense in Denver especially with Javante Williams and, you know, rumor has it they're going to re-sign Melvin Gordon, though that hasn't happened yet. But with a really good rushing game and a good defense, I'm not sure there's more opportunity for fantasy points there. So I'm going to say stock unchanged. Um, We've already kind of touched on Drew Locke. I think we both mentioned that we we think this is good for him. So I'm going to go ahead and skip that one just because we already talked about it. But let's talk about Noah Fant. So Noah Fant fantasy stock. What's going on here for you? Um, I I wouldn't stock down for Noah Fant. I'm gonna stick by that. I think that 
right now there are rumors that either DK or Tyler Lockett or both will be traded out of Seattle. And if that happens, maybe I move it down or move it back up to same because they'll see more of an opportunity. But I mean, Noah Fant played with Drew Locke before and really didn't produce fantasy wise. And now Noah Fant is playing with Drew Locke again, but with better receiver talent. So I'm, I'm going to go stock down. Yeah, I got you. I'm going to say same. I think he goes from being in a crowded receiving room with a bad quarterback to being in a crowded receiving room with a bad quarterback. So I don't see much of a difference. Uh, we'll see. I think Noah Fant had a lot of hype. You know, he was taken as tight end six not that long ago, which was probably a reach in hindsight. But um, I, I think he was a first a round of- pick. So, I mean, there is a lot of hype around him. Yeah, I just think that the situation has not changed all that much. It's just a new location to be in a crowded receiving room with a bad quarterback. So hopefully he can rise above that, but I'm going to say fantasy stock is the same for me. Let's jump to the next trade in this list. We have Matt Ryan traded from the Atlanta Falcons to the Indianapolis Colts. This is a much simpler deal. It is Matt Ryan to the Colts and the Falcons receive pick number 82, a third round pick in this year's draft so what grade do you give the indianapolis colts receiving matt ryan i give him an a plus for me this is i think i i mean look i don't know if i gave another a plus i think i gave juju an a plus yeah this is my only other a plus i mean i i'm a big matty ice guy you know he's won an mvp he's a veteran established leader and you know what he's not carson wentz and i think i think that literally all the Colts need is a guy who is not going to make mistakes and is going to manage the game and then every now and then do something, you know, better than average. And you know what? Matt Ryan fits that bill exactly. So didn't pay a lot. I think Matt Ryan is the guy for that job. Hope you have a great offensive line, good defense, and a great running game. A plus. Yeah, I I also gave it an A, not an A plus, but an A. Um, you could you know, twist my arm and I'd say a plus. I love this deal for Indianapolis. I think Matt Ryan is a great quarterback. I'm really excited to see him behind a great offensive line and with a good running game. You know, he had one of the worst offensive lines in Atlanta last year. And I think, you know, he's obviously not a mobile quarterback at all. He does not create with his legs, but you give him time, you give him space to operate. He's a very accurate a very talented quarterback. And I think Indianapolis's problem last year was Carson Wentz just trying to do too much. And Matt Ryan will not be that guy. He's going to come in. He's going to bring stability to that offense. And I really think that they are now, I mean, I, in my eyes, they got to be the favorite in that division, which is what Indianapolis really wanted. And to be able to get it for a third, uh, that's such a low price. When you look at some of these other deals that I love this for Indianapolis, and I really think that they're going to improve as a team because of it so yeah I, I think that as long as he doesn't twist both ankles on one play that indianapolis will be happy yeah exactly so <laughs> i mean if he could just stay healthy keep yeah. him upright keep him fine this is a great deal uh from the falcons perspective like you mentioned a couple of deals ago if you give one team an a the other team god has to have a bad grade i gave it a c minus for the falcons i understand the contract but they they're eating forty million of the dead cap, and they only get a third round pick. I I'm baffled by how little they could get for him. Um, so again, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go a little bit harsher than you. I mean, you're a Falcons fan, so I 
I, I understand. I, I'm going to go D. I mean, you're trading away the face of your franchise, and you're really forced to trade him away because you tried to get Deshaun Watson, who, in my opinion, would be a much worse face of your franchise, maybe a younger, more talented quarterback. But you really soured a relationship with a franchise icon, someone who took you to a Super Bowl, someone who won an MVP, and you had to trade him away for a third, basically out of respect for him. So I'm going to give it a D. Yeah, the reason I go C minus instead of a D is from what beat writers have reported. Um, they essentially traded him and they traded him to the Colts out of respect for him. Like you said, they they wanted him to be on a contender and end his career well. So um, as much as I do agree that the relationship was a bit soured because of the Watson pursuit, they at least did right by him to say, look, you you know, our team sucks. My roster sucks. Clearly, obviously. You you deserve to be on a on a contending team and we can get you know a third round pick back for you so we're gonna go ahead and do that deal so that's the only reason i don't give it a d is just because i do like the idea of teams respecting the quarterback enough to not let their career end in disaster i get it you're a homer it's okay i'm a homer you got me there all right let's look at the fantasy stock from matt ryan uh I, I gotta give it a slight tick up. I feel like there has to be like a range of one to five because like up, down, the same, I feel like doesn't always paint a good picture. I'll go slight tick up here. I think he's going to a much better roster. He'll be asked to do a lot less, but I think his fantasy value probably has made a jump. I, I think it was probably very hard for you to move Matt Ryan. Um, so if maybe you want to ship him for a mid-second, if you're not a contender, maybe this is the time to do that. If you are a contender and you have a struggling quarterback room, I think Matt Ryan is probably a nice buy, is a nice, solid floor quarterback, too. So I'm going to go stock up. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think it's a slight stock up. I think you you touched on a lot of the reasons why. Better offense, better offensive line, and a lot of opportunities for touchdowns with, with that um, with that offense. I think it's going to be a good year for him. He'll have a nice, solid floor, and I think it's stock up considering the disaster that was last year. So let's go ahead and move on to the next deal. This is the Carson Wentz trade, the Washington mm. Commanders, which still feels weird to say. I'm going to give an F for the name. If we're grading names, F. F, F for the name. Oh, I'm 100% there with you. How did they take a year and a half? And that's the best they could come up with. It's Washington. I mean, what did you really expect? I mean, they're run by, they're run by arguably the worst owner in the NFL in the nation's capital, and they still can't do anything well. And it's whatever. If anyone should have traded for Deshaun Watson, it should have been Dan Snyder, but that's that's not the true. Actually. world we live in. I would not have been a match made in heaven, honestly. Ugh, or hell. Or hell, or yeah, true. <laughs> All right, let's let's dive into the deal. So the Indianapolis Colts send Carson Wentz, a 2022 second rounder pick 47, and a 2022 seventh rounder pick 240 to the commanders and the commanders send a 2022 second pick 42 a 2022 third pick 73 and a 2023 third it becomes a second rounder if Wentz plays 70 percent of snaps in 2022 which he does look likely to do so what we'll essentially call this deal is a second round swap they moved up five picks and they got a second and a third back so a second a third and moving up five picks for Carson Wentz Let's start from the Commanders, which, oh, God, I hate saying that. <laughs> Let's just say, I'm just still going to say Washington, just All forever. Right. What grade do you give Washington? I'm going to give it a C. Carson Wentz, in my mind, is undoubtedly more talented than Taylor Heineke. 
Um, however, I feel like he probably poses a lot of the same downsides as Taylor Heineke. You know, a bit of a gunslinger. You know, probably takes risks when he shouldn't. Um, and you already knew what you had in Taylor Heineke. And you also probably already know what you have in Carson Wentz. That was his second team. This is now his third team. Usually quarterbacks who move to their third team, if it hasn't already worked, it's probably not going to work for the third time. So I'd much rather would have taken a shot at a quarterback in the draft. And maybe they still do that. I just don't know why you would pay for Carson Wentz and take on his contract. Um, I gave his stock the same. I mean, he was starting before. He's going to start again. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I give it a D. I hate this deal for a while. I just think it's, it's such an overpay. It's such an, you could have waited a month and possibly gotten Baker Mayfield, a better younger quarterback. Maybe for, for free, free, honestly, maybe for, for free. Some people are saying that, that Cleveland would even attach picks to Baker to get off the contract. And you paid a second and a third. You know, we'll, we'll ignore the move up for five picks. We'll just call it a second and a third for Carson Wentz, a worse quarterback with a, with a crazy high contract. I think he's getting paid, you know, in the mid twenties and millions of dollars, large contract, not a good quarterback. You know, I, I don't understand the deal. Um, so I give it a D from Washington's perspective, which on the flip side means for the Colts, I give it an a, um, I think there's two ways to look at this. There is the first way, which is to look at them trading for Carson Wentz last year and then trading away Carson Wentz this year. And if you combine the two together, they absolutely lose. But that's not how the NFL works. You took a risk, that risk backfired, and you extracted insane value for a quarterback that did not work out. And if Carson Wentz couldn't work out on his old coach or with his old coach, I don't see how he's going to work out in Washington. But I, I think Indianapolis did an amazing job. And GMs should take note to what Indianapolis did. They admitted a mistake. And then they extracted maximum value moving on from that mistake. They didn't stick to it because their pride was wrapped up in it because they put their neck on the line. They said, you know what? I messed that one up. That didn't work out for my team. I'm going to do what's best for the team. And I'm going to move on and suck up and, and, you know, look like a bit of a schmuck because I ended up giving away a first round pick for one year of Carson Wentz. So um, I think ultimately great deal for the Colts. I give them an A. What do you think? Yeah, I'll give them an A. I mean, I think it's an A because they recouped what they could. I mean, they they took a shot on Carson Wentz, who I think that when they made that deal, uh, it was a I think it was a conditional first round pick, like if he played the whole year, and he was constantly injured. So they were yeah, a contender. Up the first, yeah, so it, 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 right. So it was it was definitely a shot. Carson Wentz was an MVP, like con, uh, a candidate for an MVP one time in his career so the talent was there and his head coach was his former quarterback coach when he was making that run so i think that maybe his head coach is probably like look like i can fix this guy like i already worked with him so i i, I think it's an a because you recouped what you could however i again the original deal just wasn't that good so yeah for sure so uh let's talk about it from a fantasy perspective Fa- fantasy stock up down or the same for carson wentz what do you think for Carson Wentz, it's got to be the same. I I mean, Indianapolis, in my mind, has a better running game, better offensive line. Washington's defense should be good. They weren't for most of last year. Um, I I guess for me, if you were to take receiving options, I would take Terry McLaurin over Michael Pittman. But other than that, it doesn't really move the needle for me. I would take Jonathan Taylor over uh, the running back core in Washington. So I, I got to go the same. 
Yeah, I'm with you there. I think uh, there's not really a way to distinguish the value. I mean, goes from a mediocre offense to a mediocre offense. I think Washington's got a good offensive line. They got a few weapons. They got Scary Terry. They got, you know, uh, Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick. And um, I think he's, he's fine. I don't think he's a value quarterback before. I don't think he's a valuable quarterback now. So I'm going to say same. All right. I, that is all of the major quarterback trades from this offseason, which was a lot, you know, going through it. But we have a few wide receiver trades, some very high profile ones that uh, let's hit and let's do it a little bit quicker. So I'll go through them quickly. Let's say start with the Tyreek Hill deal. The Miami Dolphins trade for Tyreek Hill and give him a massive extension. And the Kansas City Chiefs receive this year's number 29 first round pick, uh, this year's number 50 second round pick, a 2022 fourth rounder that is TBD currently awaiting the comp pick formula to come out. And then the 2023 fourth and a 2023 sixth. So altogether, first, a second, two fourths, and a sixth for Tyreek Hill. So let's start from the Dolphins' perspective. What grade do you give the Miami Dolphins? I give it a B. I mean, Tyreek Hill is a generational talent at receiver. I think that is unquestioned. Um, I think he he does everything that Jalen Waddle does, just much better. Um, I mean, he not only is he fast, but he's fast coming in and out of his routes. He's very savvy when it comes to where his own coverage is. He's just a, an extremely good receiver. Obviously, he's being paid the most out of any receiver. I just don't know if this is the thing that moves Miami into a contender spot. But I mean, it's a good deal. You get a good player. Uh, you're moving a lot of picks for him, though. That's five picks, a lot of them later picks, but still a lot of assets. So I'm going to give it a B. Yeah, I gave both teams a B here. Um, I think the deal makes sense from both sides. From Miami's perspective, you have a quarterback in Tua that I believe the coaching staff believes in. And at some point, you got to find out what you have. And the best way to do that is to surround him with talent. You know, they go out, they sign the best left tackle in free agency. They give him Tyreek Hill. They give him Cedric Wilson. They're saying, you're our guy. Here is everything you need to succeed. Now go succeed. And if he doesn't, they can move forward. I like the deal from Miami's perspective. I think the price is about right. And that's why I give it a B instead of an A. Um, I think the price makes sense. A first, a second, and some late round picks for one of the best receivers in football. Perfect. From Kansas City's perspective, I think it also makes sense. You weren't agreeing on a contract extension. Now that you're paying Mahomes a very large amount of money, the cap, the salary cap is a lot harder to maneuver. And so you can't be given Tyreek Hill $25 million a year. Um, totally understand. And you extracted maximum value by selling him before his deal ran out and he was holding out. So I think it makes sense. I think they looked back at how the AFC was loading up. We talked about a couple different trades where AFC teams were loading up on elite quarterbacks. We're going to talk about another trade where an AFC West team gets an elite receiver. I think they realized, hey, we got a young quarterback. He's not going anywhere. We got 10 years to win something. Let's reset, not rebuild, but reset. Let's get some picks. Let's rebuild the defense. Let's we can bring in some receivers and we can split up that production amongst some guys. And we think that Mahomes is good enough to get us there without Tyreek Hill, who is probably going to fall off in a few years anyway. So it makes sense. I still think they're a better team with Tyreek Hill, of course. But if they were not going to be able to sign him for the extension that he ended up getting, I think it makes sense that they go ahead and extract maximum value now, realizing that 
they're going to com- be competing for the next decade because they have Mahomes. That's yeah, just I don't, how that works. Yeah, I just I don't think that they could pay him. Like I think that contract yep. would just cripple their entire team and their ability to surround Patrick Mahomes with talent. So, yep, absolutely. So uh, let's look at it from a fantasy perspective. Tyreek Hill, how is his fantasy stock? It's got to be down. I mean, you're going. Going yep. from Patrick Mahomes. All right, moving on. Next deal. To <laughs> so I, I don't listen. You're more of a two believer than I am, and even you can you can say that this is a massive step down. I mean, we could go into the details and say that you know the uh, their new coach uh, Mike McDaniel's with an S. Yep. Right. All right. You could say that he uses him in a Devo Samuel's type of role and just gets him the ball in every possible way. But I don't care which way you slice it. The quarterback play is not going to be the same. The offense is not going to be the same. I is down. Sorry, I was wrong. Mike McDaniel, no S. But yes. Dang, I I I asked you. I specifically you, you asked me, you for I, the S. I confidently uh, said, uh, "Yep, I was wrong." We oh, were both wrong. Oh, but I man. was also wrong. So yeah, Mike it. McDaniel. But yes, no, you're 100 percent right. Stock is down. I mean, it's the worst offense in terms of throwing production. It's a worst quarterback. Everything is worse about the situation. I would say he's probably got more competition because in KC, it was him and Kelsey. Now he goes. It's him. It's Waddle. They just signed Cedric Wilson. Devontae Parker's there. They still got Gasicki. He's got competition. He's got a worst quarterback, worst offense. We don't need to talk much more about it. Stock is down. If you're a Tyreek holder, I am sorry. Let's talk about the other, you know, bombshell of a wide receiver trade. The Las Vegas Raiders trade for Devontae Adams from the Green Bay Packers. So the Raiders receive Devontae Adams and the Packers receive picks 22 and 53 in this year's draft. So a first and a second rounder. And then immediately they give Devontae Adams what for a week was the largest receiving contract in NFL history, and then Tyreek Hill smashed that out of the water. So, really good week for Devontae Adams. But let's talk about it from the Raiders' perspective. What grade do you give the Raiders? I actually gave this one a B plus. I think wide receiver was more of a need for them than for Miami. I think that they technically got him for cheaper than what Miami got him for. Um, got Hill for. You're reuniting... Two college teammates, uh, Derek Carr and Vontae Adams, played together at Fresno State many, many moons ago. Uh, and I, I do think, even though Devonta Adams is 29, that his game will age more gracefully than Tyreek Hill's will, will just because of the way he plays. So I'm going to give it a B plus. Yeah, I, um, I think I give this one an A-. minus. Deal makes a lot of sense to the Raiders. They needed that receiver. Interestingly enough, unlike the Tyreek Hill deal, uh, Green Bay reportedly was offering the same contract. Uh, so he decided, I want out of Green Bay. We're not sure if there's... I have not read reports that this is drama with Aaron Rodgers, so I don't know who he was beefing with, but he wanted out of Green Bay, and he got his wish. Uh, they did tag him, and he said, I'm not playing under the tag. Get me out of here. And he's out. So from the Raiders... I really like this deal. I think he gives them a new dynamic. Um, so I give it an A minus. From the Packers perspective, I give it a C plus. I think it's okay. Mm, you know, you get a first okay. and a second. That's fine. The value is okay. I think you probably could have gotten more. Like you said, Hill went for more. 
and they're being paid the same. And I think Adams is actually a, a better receiver, uh, both in the current and in the long term. So I think you could have got more, but it's fine. You know, I think you can reload with that first and second. You can replace the receiver and then get another quality starter, maybe a defensive player. Um, that being said, unlike KC, who has a quarterback that they know will keep them competitive for the next decade, Rodgers has two years left. Uh, I mean, obviously he can keep playing beyond that, but his signed a new contract, I believe two years of it was guaranteed. And they had a couple fluff years for cap maneuvering. So I'm uh, not sure what we're doing here. Yeah. I th- you got yeah. worse. Yeah. I think for the Packers, I got to give that a C, maybe a C minus again. Obviously, if we're looking at it from a value perspective, I think it's probably fine if he doesn't want to play there, even for what you can get. However, if you look at the context like you were talking about, their window is so much smaller. He and Rodgers, I think, really complemented each other. I mean, they both knew the ins and outs of the way they played. You could tell because Devontae Adams was the definition of hyper-targeted the last couple of years in Green Bay. So I, I got to... I got to wonder what the Packers are doing here. I mean, like if I'm the Packers and I get a first and second, I think that's fine value for a receiver who is 29 years old, but I don't know if a rookie receiver comes in and helps me win a championship this year. Yeah. And who knows what, if a receiver will be an elite receiver will be available at pick 22. So we'll have to see how this plays out, but yeah, I'm not bullish on the Packers with this deal. So let's talk about it from a fantasy perspective. Devontae Adams, is he stocked down for you? Yeah, I think he's stocked down. I mean, I think that Derek Carr is perpetually slept on as an effective quarterback. Um, However, you're going from possibly one of the best current wide receiver quarterback dynamics in the NFL to, yes, former college teammates, but they haven't played together in several years so i i gotta go stock down yeah i think this is an obvious stock down i mean Devonte adams superpower was his near te- uh, telepathic c- connection with rogers i mean the back shoulder throws the fades everything was just on the money all the time the timing was perfect and of course adams is an elite receiver he has other traits that make him a- an amazing receiver but he loses that connection with Rodgers, and that does not happen immediately. It takes years to build that. And, you know, like you mentioned, he did play with Derek Carr, but it's been years since he played with Carr. And so I think this has to be seen as stock down for Devontae Adams. Um, I don't think it's too far down. I think he's probably still a back wide receiver one, but he's definitely not the, you know, nailed on wide receiver, the wide receiver one, not a wide receiver one, but the wide receiver one that he was uh, before. So it's going to be stocked down for me. All right. We got two more deals to hit real quick. Um, the Amari Cooper trade. So the Cleveland Browns receive wide receiver Amari Cooper and a 2022 sixth rounder pick 202. And the Dallas Cowboys receive a 2022 fifth rounder pick 155 and 2022 sixth rounder pick 193. So essentially they get a fifth and they move up in the sixth round to sell Amari Cooper to the Cleveland Browns. So Cleveland Browns, what ga- grade do you give them? Oh, the Browns, they give them an A. I mean, you lose 
um, Jarvis Landry in the offseason. Wide receiver was kind of a weird spot for you last year. Anyway, Amari Cooper is still a elite wide receiver. I believe he is only 27 somehow. I feel like he's been in the NFL for like 10 years. Uh, um, I believe he's only 27. I'm going to fact check that real quick. Yeah, you double check that and I'll go ahead and talk about my grade. Um, I gave them an A as well. I mean, I understand from the Dallas Cowboys perspective that they're in cap hell. And this was a deal, you know, it was widely reported that they expected Cooper to be cut. And so the Browns swoop in and say, hey, we'll give you a fifth. And they get one of the better receivers in football. I mean, I think it's an amazing deal. His cap hit is only $20 million. Not that much. Um, you know, you look at some of these wide receiver deals and 20 million for a wide receiver that's that good. It's not cheap. Don't get me wrong. It's not like, you know, oh, what a value contract. But to get that for a fifth, it's not like they were swallowing, you know, a garbage, a poison pill contract. I think if I'm with Dallas Cowboys, I give this a D. I mean, you got nothing on the dollar. And the reason you got, you know, nothing for it is because you're paying Ezekiel Elliott $18 million to be worse than uh, Tony Pollard. So that looks pretty bad. And they're worst team for it. I am correct. By the way, he is only 27. Um, yeah, I'm just going to echo everything you say and say that for uh, Cleveland, it's an A. It fills a position of need. They got him super cheap. And for Dallas, I don't know what you're doing. Um, F. Big fat F. Ooh, all the way to F. I mean, they they did have to get under the salary cap. So it seemed like a move they had to do. But they had to do it because they did a terrible job balancing their books. So. Right. So overall, F. Terrible team. Terrible fans. Get out of here. Um, wow. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to go that far. But all uh, right. let's uh, talk about the fantasy <laughs> aspect of this. How are you looking for Amari Cooper from a fantasy perspective and not flaming Cowboys fans? Uh, well, that's not fun. Um, I'm going to go the same. I, I think that he goes from a running team with a a relatively good quarterback in terms of fantasy. I mean, Dak is, a, Dak is definitely a, a better quarterback than half the quarterbacks in the league. You know, I like Dak, and I think that he had a good repertoire with Dak. Um, but they were starting to get other receiving options in there. He was hurt all the time. And now he's going to a team that clearly needs a number one wide receiver, possibly playing with Deshaun Watson. However, that team is also, you know, from what we've seen, that team runs through the offensive line and the running game. So until I see differently, I'm going to have Amari Cooper the same as I had him in Dallas. Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, he produced very well in Dallas. I don't think he's going to produce much more, especially with the question marks surrounding Deshaun Watson and a possible suspension. So I'm going to say same for now until we learn more. So let's go ahead and get to our last deal. Whew, almost, uh, done. almost done. Almost done. The Los Angeles Rams trade wide receiver Robert Woods to the Tennessee Titans for a 2023 sixth round pick. So this is, you know, a very, very small package they get back for Robert Woods. But Robert Woods has been perennially a wide receiver, too. So I just want to make sure we touched on it before we finished up today's episode. So let's look at it for Tennessee's perspective. What grade do you give this? I think for Tennessee, I gotta give it a, uh, an A. I mean, Julio Jones' experiment did not work out for them. A 2023 sixth round pick is probably one of the cheapest prices you could pay for a potential starting wide receiver. So I'll give it an A. Yep, I 100% agree with you. It's an A for me. He's a really good receiver. Uh, he's coming off of the ACL injury, but he injured it early on in the season, uh, I believe. So 
he should be ready for training camp, uh, should be ready to contribute. And they cut Julio Jones, which is a whole different disaster. But they had, they had a need, and they filled that need for a very low price. Love it from the Titans' perspective. From the Rams' perspective, I give a, I give it a C+. Uh, you didn't get much back for him, but I don't think there was a big market for an aging receiver coming off an ACL tear. This isn't like you know, Amari Cooper, who is 27 years old in his prime and is one of the top 20 receivers in the NFL. Um, Robert Woods, fresh injured, older, and, you know, I don't think there's a big market. So you get something for him. You get the contract off the books and you bring in Allen Robinson and, and possibly even, uh, rem- my gosh, words are slipping. Down <laughs> uh, re-sign Odell Beckham Jr. There you go. Nice. So, Solid. Go. Got it out. Well I did it. Sorry, we are running on an hour 16 and my mouth is stopped working. All right. Uh, <laughs> I will take over for you. Bobby Trees, I think from a uh, fantasy perspective, I'll just give my take real quick. I think it's a I think it's it's a down like it's it's got to be stocked down for me. You're going from a more pass happy offense with Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay to a more run happy offense where you are the wide receiver too. Granted, you were already the wide receiver too, but on a team that doesn't pass the ball as much, it probably doesn't need to pass the ball as much. So I'm going to go stock down. Yeah. This one's hard for me because it all depends on where you decide the stock started. So what I mean by that is if you're looking at when the season ended and he was the potential wide receiver two on the Rams again, it's obviously stock down. I agree with you. It's Tennessee. He is the wide receiver too. He's behind AJ Brown on that depth chart and they don't throw as well or as much as the Rams. But if you think about it, when the deal happened, which was after they signed Allen Robinson and potentially we're going to re-sign Odell Beckham Jr. So you're looking at him as wide receiver three, maybe even wide receiver four. Um, so from that perspective, I think it's stock up because now he walks in and he has a really good opportunity to impress in Tennessee. He can get a large target share. You know, AJ Brown will be the one, but AJ Brown isn't exactly a target hog. So I think there are a lot of targets to go around. So it's stock up from when the trade happened, but from where you're coming from in terms of compared to his value, you know, at the end of the year, it's stock down for sure. Um, so a, a little bit of a mixed bag with Robert Woods, Mr. Bobby Trees. All right. We did it. Great job by you, buddy. Great job to us, Jack. That has been our free agency recap. So thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week. And now that free agency is all but wrapped up, we'll dive into our rookies. And we got lots of rookie content for you coming up uh, to get ready for those rookie drafts. So be on the lookout for that. Anything else, Cam? Uh, No, that's it. Thanks for, if you made it this far, uh listening to us ramble on for two hours hour 20 don't exaggerate all right thank you guys we appreciate it and we will see you next week all right have a good one